Okay, it is time for another episode of Whip's Whatever Happened To podcast. We look back on people you possibly have forgotten about or you do remember, but you wonder where the heck they are now. People from pop culture, maybe even certain things that you used to do or certain things you used to like few years ago, maybe even a couple decades ago, and then we give you an update on them. So in this case, this is actually something, uh, actually a person who was in the news not too long ago, and it was for this exact reason. Lots of people did not know whatever happened to her. And I'm talking about an artist who was absolutely everywhere about nine or ten years ago, but in recent years has been much less visible. But we're going to find out by the end of this story exactly why that is. So in order to get our minds to the right spot, let's turn our brains back to the year 2011. Are you remembering now? That was the year, just to jog the memory a little bit, that started off really, really nastily for people in Chicago and across the Midwest, and don't even get us started about Canada, as an event that came to be known as Snowmageddon. And that should come with its own sound effect. Dun, dun, dun. Snowmageddon dumped 21.2 inches of snow on Chicago with 60 mile per hour winds and even thunder snow. Anybody who lived through that will never forget it. It's one of the highest recorded totals ever. Not the highest, but it's in the top three. And it was really nothing compared to what they got in Antioch, by the way, where they recorded 27 inches of snow. But anyway, in Chicago, expressways were closed, Roofs were caving in. It was ridiculous. It was dangerous. And it's also known as the Groundhog Day blizzard of 2011. Uh, We had thunder snow. Did I mention that? And there's kind of a famous little sound clip of Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel standing on Michigan Avenue and then the lightning and the thunder go and he sounds like he had just seen God. He's like, oh, Jesus, oh, it's thunder snowing. 2011, also the year that Oprah Winfrey hosted the final episode of her monstrously successful syndicated talk show, which of course was based in Chicago. And at the end of the show's run, by the way, it seems almost unbelievable, but this did happen and I was there, just so you know, not that that proves anything, but I swear. She assembled one of the greatest collection of A-list stars you are ever going to see at the Oscars or the Emmys or anywhere for a live Oprah show at the United Center. And on stage that night, Beyonce, Michael Jordan, Tom Cruise, Jerry Seinfeld, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Usher, Stevie Wonder, Queen Latifah, Katie Holmes, Josh Groban, Rascal Flatts, and yes, even Dr. Phil. For real. And in the audience that night was former Chicago Mayor Richard M. Daley, who had just become the former mayor because he just spent his last days in office after spending the previous 22 years as the undisputed king of the city of Chicago. Rahm Emanuel started his first term in 2011 as Daly's successor. Also in January of 2011, in a game which Chicago Bears fans would love to forget, the Bears lost the NFC Championship game to their biggest rivals, the Green Bay Packers, at Soldier Field. In a game in which future Instagram star Jay Cutler who would have predicted that one, was knocked out of the game with a knee injury, causing him to miss out on what would have been his only Super Bowl appearance. 
He never got there. The Packers did get the trip to Dallas for Super Bowl 45 against the Pittsburgh Steelers at that game in front of more than 100,000 fans in person, including yours truly, who got to go along with some Eric in the Morning listeners who had won a trip to the Super Bowl from the mix. And by the way, I just realized that was an exciting year for stuff that I did. Let's make it all about me. Let's not do that. Anyway, a domestic television audience of about 160. Two million people watched that Super Bowl. And at halftime of that game, the fans were treated to a show by one of the top groups of the era, Black Eyed Peas. So you don't get to play the Super Bowl without being one of the top acts in the world. And by 2011, the Black Eyed Peas had achieved that status after the success throughout the previous decade of songs like Where is the Love? Let's Get It Started. My Humps, which feels very weird to even say. uh, Boom Boom Pow and the legendary I Got a Feeling. And those last two songs both went to number one in the U.S. with one replacing the other at the top of the Billboard Hot 100. And if you combine the two of them, they spent literally half the calendar year on top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Those two songs were from an album called The End, which also gave the world the huge hits Meet Me Halfway and I'm a Bee. Uh, meanwhile, that was all in 2009 and 2010 before the Peas put out an album called The Beginning in late 2010. The most memorable song from that was called Just Can't Get Enough, along with a song called The Time, Dirty Bits. And I bring that up because that was part of the medley of hits that the Peas performed for the world at that Super Bowl in Texas. Now, also in that performance was a special appearance by Usher, who did a uh, a duet of the song OMG with Black Eyed Peas leader Will I Am. And there was an appearance by Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, who played the song Sweet Child of Mine with vocals by possibly the most famous and visible member of Black Eyed Peas, Fergie. And I say possibly only to be kind because I think it's safe to say that she is and was the most famous member of that group. So Fergie is Stacy Ferguson. She had joined Black Eyed Peas in 2003 after they'd already put out a couple albums with limited success, but it was with her that they changed their sound to be a little more pop and radio friendly. And with Fergie's skills and looks and charisma and talent, it proved to be exactly the right combination to put Black Eyed Peas into the upper echelon of the pop world. So you may know that Fergie, Stacy Ferguson, had been performing since childhood. She was the voice of Sally on a few Peanuts specials as a kid. Did you know that? She was also a cast member on the kids show Kids Incorporated for six years back in the 1980s from 1984 to 1989. Let's make sure that's 684, 85, There we go. When she left the show, she and one of her Kids Incorporated friends, Renee Sandstrom, went on to form a group of their own along with another friend. It was a trio they called Energy. And after a little while, long story short, they changed the name to Wild Orchid and they actually became moderately successful, even though they're mostly, if not totally forgotten now. So Wild Orchid, featuring the future Fergie, was nominated for a couple of Billboard Music Awards. They put out a couple of minor hits, but they toured back in the 90s with everybody from 98 Degrees and NSYNC to Cher and Cyndi Lauper. That doesn't mean it was all good, though, because like lots of groups, they go through some rough spells and Apparently, Fergie says uh, that one time they played a county fair in front of three fans and a barn full of pigs. (laughs) 
And according to Fergie, the pigs cared more about the wild orchid performance than the three people in attendance did. So anyway, you can see where this is going. And she thought that wild orchid was going nowhere. So eventually in 2001, wild orchid itself found itself on a festival show in Minnesota with black eyed peas. And that is where Stacy Ferguson met Will I Am. They discussed the possibility of him producing her solo album, but instead it led to her joining the Peas. And that was a little bit of music history. So in the next few years, Black Eyed Peas popularity would explode. And while they were on tour, Fergie also recorded a solo album called The Duchess, which was produced by Will I Am and partially recorded right there on the Black Eyed Peas tour bus. And it was with that that Fergie, the Black Eyed Peas star, would become Fergie, the huge solo artist, too, with songs like Fergalicious, Glamorous, and Big Girls Don't Cry, along with London Bridge and Clumsy. In fact, each of those songs, just to give you a little bit of numerical evidence here of how big Fergie was, sold more than two million digital downloads, which was a record from one album at the time. Uh, until Katy Perry broke that a few years later with Teenage Dream. Now, Fergie wasn't only a music star. Uh, she appeared in a few movies late in the first decade of the 2010s. Poseidon was one of them, Grindhouse another, and there was a musical called Nine. In fact, she and the rest of that cast took home a Screen Actors Guild Award for that. If you were in Vegas around that time, you might have seen Fergie's wax figure at the Madame Tussauds in Las Vegas, the Wax Museum. And she became the annual host of the West Coast portion that's the West Coast portion of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Now, for those of us who don't mind staying home on New Year's Eve, then Fergie was like a staple of like our midnight uh, television viewing on New Year's Eve. For the last 12 months, and for the first time ever on New Year's Rockin' Eve, we'll go live to New Orleans to ring in the new year in the central time zone. What? Anyway, she would hold that gig for a decade and... Uh, on the gossip side, she also became the envy of women all over the world when she married the actor Josh Duhamel in 2009 after they had met when Black Eyed Peas appeared on his TV show, which was called Las Vegas. Now, in 2010, Fergie and Will I Am were on stage with true music royalty when they joined U2 and Mick Jagger to perform the classic song Gimme Shelter at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert at Madison Square Garden. So if that doesn't give you an idea of just how A-list Fergie was back in that 2010-2011 time frame, I don't know what would. And then it was 2011 and that career-defining Super Bowl halftime show, like I mentioned. Before later that year, Black Eyed Peas apparently wanted to rest on their success a little bit because they announced they were going on indefinite hiatus. Fergie and Josh Dumel welcomed a baby they named Axel in 2013. And then in 2015, Black Eyed Peas released a couple songs to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the band. But here's where things got a little iffy because those songs did not include Fergie. Now, they did put out another version of their old song, Where is the Love, in 2016. That did include Fergie, but also had stars like Justin Timberlake and DJ Khaled. So, again, people weren't sure of her status with the group. Now, some articles at the time said Fergie had left Black Eyed Peas, but officially she was just taking a break, they said, to record another solo album called Double Duchess. She did record that 
and release it, but it did not produce any memorable hits, and it kind of came and went without anybody really noticing. As you're listening to this, you may have not even realized that Fergie did put out another solo album a few years ago, but it did not reach anywhere near the success levels that her previous stuff had done. Unfortunately for Fergie, a lot of people did notice her performance on the NBA All-Star Game in February of 2018. And for a lot of us, this is the last time we actually heard about Fergie or saw her trending for any reason. That night, she performed a very slow, long attempt at a jazzy version of the Star Spangled Banner, which had players and fans alike looking confused and sometimes even trying to hide laughter. Even if you give her credit for trying to do something a little out of the box, you could see that to most people, it didn't quite work. Now, for the first time in a long time, Fergie was making national headlines and was the top trending topic for this reason, which is a pretty negative reason to do so. I distinctively remember playing that song that she sang, the Star Spangled Banner, her version on the Eric in the Morning Show the next day. Reaction wasn't good. I'm pretty sure we even took calls. And again, reaction wasn't good. And we haven't seen much, if anything, of a public Fergie performance since. Now, sometime just before that, Fergie and Josh Dumel separated and their divorce was finalized in 2019. And at some point around that period, Fergie and Black Eyed Peas also officially parted ways. The group added another singer named J. Ray Soul, real name Jessica Reynoso, who they discovered on the Philippines edition of The Voice. I'm not even joking. So she joined them on tour in 2019. Most people, though, seem to have been pretty unsure of the official Fergie status in the group until very recently. So just last year, while promoting the band's new material, Will I Am told reporters that Fergie had left the peas in order to devote her time to being a mom to her son, Axel who now, as we sit here, is seven years old. So if you check Fergie's Instagram, she's obviously still hugely, hugely popular because she has almost 5 million followers, which is a follower count that most regular people only dream of. But you'll see, if you go to her Instagram, that she posts pictures of herself and her family, her mom, her dad, her sister, and especially Axel, her son, including a recent birthday post in which she says that he is her world. So in the fall of last year, Fergie and Black Eyed Peas were trending again after the MTV Video Music Awards. So that's when the group closed the show with its new member, who is not Fergie. And the reaction on social media was mostly like, hey, where's Fergie? How come nobody told us that Fergie wasn't with Black Eyed Peas anymore? And also like, this new singer is no Fergie. That kind of thing. It seems that most Twitter users and much of the general public did not have any idea that Fergie had left, even though it was a couple years ago. But again, they didn't make a big deal out of it publicly. It almost seems like all those people also miss her. And by the way, both Fergie and Will I Am have also recently put out posts about the fact that they support each other completely. Will I Am just says we wish her nothing but awesomeness, and all she wants to do is be a great mom, and we support her in that. Fergie posted a congratulations on the new Black Eyed Peas album, which most people probably haven't heard. So that right there is another episode of Whips Whatever Happened To. 
We will have another one coming soon. If you've got any ideas of people or things or old bands or actors or whatever that you'd like us to check up on, man, I would love the idea. Just DM me or send me an email at whip at WTMX.com. Or if you see me walking down the street, just scream it out to me. That's totally fine. I like suggestions in any form. Also, make sure you listen to Eric in the morning, every single morning on The Mix. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.